Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. God made me for a purpose, and when I delight in him, it's brought to the surface. Amen to that. Coastline, how are you all doing this morning? You guys doing pretty solid? Everybody having a good weekend so far? Celebrating football and all those things, family hopefully, fun, food, sounds like a great weekend so far. Um, I was watching that video uh, this past week as I was preparing and going through uh, this this uh, on part six, I think we are of the sermon series that we started just a few weeks ago called Core. We've been talking about like our faith at its core. What are the areas that that we need to be strong and sure of? And if we if we if we straighten the, sh- the the core down, if we get the foundation down, then everything on top of that will just grow so much bigger and bolder and better uh, for the sake of Christ. Amen. And so we've been going through these different elements of, of the core values, the core things that we have in our faith. Last week, here Elizabeth talked to me, or t- uh, tell you guys earlier on this morning that I talked about uh, generosity and giving. If you missed any of this series, you can go back um, and watch it online, whether it's on YouTube or on our website. Both of them are pretty easy to connect with. Uh, as well as connecting, I want to welcome all the people that are tuning in online. We've got uh, quite a few members of Coastline that are uh, watching from the comfort of their own home, um, and uh, some of them are, might be at the beach, and they might be out on the boat, uh, but man, I want to let you guys know that you're a part of Coastline just like everybody else is, and I'm thankful that you're spending the time uh, either today or maybe even watch this later in the week to connect. Um, if there's anything that we can be doing for you as a church, know that it's just an, an ask away, and so if you want to email us, you can email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Uh, and if you haven't yet, please feel free to like and subscribe to whatever video you're watching for us to continue to grow uh, our campus online as well. Today, um, we're kind of taking the next part of the series, the next step in the series, uh, as we talk about these core things. And specifically, I want to talk about the idea of rest, the idea of rest. Um, you know, in, in America, we don't really celebrate rest a whole lot, Right? You think a lot of you guys, like, we're connecting in the breezeway on the way in. Uh, and I guarantee you that if, if when someone come up to you and ask you, like, you know, Mike, what are, what are you doing? How's your week been? Mike's not saying, I didn't do anything all week long. You know, I just sat for the past couple of days, I just sat on the couch and stared at the television. I, I, just, I just didn't, you know, my wife has got a honeydew list three pages long in the fridge, and I just didn't do one single thing of it. Life is great. Right? That's that's not how that's that's not really what we celebrate in America. If you ask if you ask anyone, like, how's your week been? How's life? What's going on? Probably probably eight out of ten times, person's going to respond with what? It's busy, man. Life, life is busy. Life and, and it is. Life is busy right now. Whether you're a waitress or whether you're an employer of you know a construction company, uh, whether you're a mom. All right, we're, we're back into school, moms. Whether you're a student, we're busy right now. Life, life is busy. But it kind of has become this thing where we, like, we celebrate busy a little bit. 
We've kind of created this, uh, this mindset that, that to be successful in life, for, for people to, to view you as successful, for you to feel successful even for yourself, you've got to be busy. We've kind of celebrated this culture of, of people becoming like work of hol- workaholics. And I started to do some research, and they were saying that um, you know, something like 60% of people like, uh, read their email the moment it comes in. Just so you know, if you email me at brian at coastlinensp.com, I am not part of that 60%. So if you've sent me an email and it's taken me a couple of days to respond, I love you still. That doesn't mean anything about you. It means everything about me. I'm in the 40%. A lot of people, though, even if you're on vacation, you'll respond and check your email daily while you're on vacation because we have this mindset that to be successful in life for us to continue to be, to be safe and have the things around us that we want, we have got to be workaholics. workaholics. We've got to be busy. So much so that in, in my findings, I actually did some research that, do you know that today the average person sleeps two hours less than what the people did sleep about 50 years ago? And 50 years isn't that, that much time. You're like, Ed, you're at least 50, right? What are you, like 52? I'm just kidding. Something like that, close to it. Two, two hours less a night on average. We're busy. I was reminded last week I talked with a buddy of mine, uh, Eric Lancaster. He, he runs uh, Bridging the Gap, uh, a great organization here in town that helps people get from you know, a place where they're, they're struggling, whether it's financially or struggling with food or struggling to find a job, and he helps them try to get to the next step, help bridge the gap to whatever that next step in their life is. And he was telling me, he said, Brian, you know, uh, the Bible says that you know there's there's spiritual battles that go on, and we know that the enemy wants to come to to steal, kill, and destroy, and he wants to mess up whatever the purpose is that God has for you. As I watched this video this this past week of of us pursuing the purpose of what God's God's called us to, I I know that the enemy tries to disrupt that. He wants to try to destroy that. But what Eric said, I thought was pretty profound. He said, Brian, if, if the enemy can't mess you up, he, know, he knows one thing he'll try to do is try to keep you busy. Because if you're busy, you'll, you'll be out of being productive of what God wants you to do and your purpose. And so today, I want to talk about this idea of rest that um, is not something we necessarily celebrate here in America, uh, but I think it's something that is, should be a requirement of us as followers of Christ, this idea of resting in the peace uh, that is the Holy Spirit and resting physically in, in many ways. It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit kind of maybe uh, uncomfortable to hear. I want to let you know this is something that I'm struggling with as well, uh, but I hope that as we listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll continue to change us. You guys down with that? Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, uh, I know this isn't something that comes easy to us. It's not an idea that, that we sit very well with. Um, many of us have a hard time balancing this. Um, but I pray that your Holy Spirit would teach me this morning, that you would teach us, your children, uh, much like I try to teach Olivia and Ben and how to do things in life and how to become better. God, I know that you, that's what you want for us, your children. And so in this area, I pray that you continue to show us the way, continue to give us understanding and wisdom, uh, and, and I pray that in our lives, you would have your way. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen. You know, um, when it comes to life, um, there's many ways that we expel energy, right? 
Like as, as we're busy in life, whether it's whatever we're doing, there's, there's, there are different ways that we expel this energy uh, and that, that we need to find rest in. You know, there's mental energy, right? You go to work every day and there's probably some mental uh, service that's required. You've got to think about certain things. Uh, if you're trying to teach your kids or you do homework with your kids and they're doing common core math, which it wasn't common when we were uh, alive and well, like you got to take, there's a lot of mental energy that's, that's lost there. I didn't even, how do you change math? Math teachers, I don't know what happened, but I um, feel like an idiot now. When my first grader, she's in first grade, second grade, I can't even count. They changed math so bad. But there's some mental energy that's that's taken away, right? There's there's spiritual energy as we as we struggle through some difficult times and stuff like that. As we spend time in prayer and fasting to to help us get through what we're we're going through. There's a there's emotional energy as we as some people struggle with depression and and loss and and pain. There's energy that, that's taken away from us in, in these areas. There's social energy, um, you know, as we're put into uncomfortable situations. We have to make a report before people in our, our, our business or whatever it is. There's physical energy that we just expel as we work. If you've got a manual labor job, you know, uh, as you try to pick up after your kids, it's easy to get tired because you expel this energy, you know. You might expel mental, spiritual, emotional, social uh, physical energy all at one time, you know, when your mother-in-law comes to visit for a little while. I love my mother-in-law. If you're watching, I love you. You're the best mother-in-law that I have. <clears throat> but it's easy to expel energy. We, we've got to do life. It takes, it requires energy. But, but I think that when it comes to all these things compounding, as energy is taken away from us, as, as things take, 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 and take, and take, and take, and take, it's real easy to get to the point where we feel empty. And it's easy to get to the point where, like, you don't have a whole lot, a lot more to give. And I think in those times, I think those times when we're empty, that's when we have opportunity for the, the enemy to come in and drop things like anxiety and and worry, and stress, and sickness. The next thing you know, these are the things that, that, fill, that fill our life because we've just given, 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 given. But Jesus, I think, and, and, and God's system of what he created for us to, to continue and pursue his son, I, I think he's got a better system for it. He's got a better way. There's some steps that we're missing along the way that I think if we were just kind of to adjust and tweak some things, I think we would be on a better path. But first and foremost, and the things that fill you right now, those things like anxiety, worry, stress, frustration. Jesus says this in the book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you, what's that word? Rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Today, that's what my hope is, that, that we would find rest in our souls, that as we, as we rest in, in following Jesus and, and putting our burdens upon him, that we would be recharged and rejuvenated as we continue to live out the purpose he's called us to. From the very beginning, we see that God shows this example uh, of, of rest in day-to-day life and in and, and a, and a typical work week even. 
The Bible says in the book of Genesis, it, it communicates and illustrates that God created heavens and earth within six days on the seventh day rest. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 through 3 says, So the creation of heavens and earth and everything in them was complete. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of all creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day he rested from his work of creation. Now, I want to let you know this. When, when it came to writing the Bible, the, the, the authors, they did not have, like, real good punctuation and stuff like that. When you wanted to make a point, you didn't put an exclamation mark. It was one of those things, if you want to make a point, you said it twice. So here, clearly, it talks about that on the seventh day of his work, he rested. You know, when I was a young youth pastor, I had a stupid middle school kid come up to me. and Are you, you a stupid middle school kid? You a smart middle school kid? High school, whatever, high school, what? You're not stupid. I know you're very smart, actually. Um, but I had, a, I had a middle school kid come up to me and said, Brian, you said God can do anything. I'm like, yeah, okay. He says, well, if God can do anything, God's so big, could God make a rock so heavy that even he couldn't lift it? I'm like, you're a stupid middle school kid. Paradoxical conversation. We, we, we live in a world where, when I read this, I don't think, you know what, God worked for six days and then God was tired. I'm going to tell you, that wasn't the case. God created everything in, in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. It wasn't because he's like, I need a break. I've been working just way too hard. I think the reason that he rested and he took a break is because at some point there's a moment in which he stopped and he's like, I want to I take a minute and look at this. I want to see, I want to enjoy this thing that I've created. I want to, I want to breathe it in of what's happened over these past six, day, past six days. There's, there's, there's some perspective that happens with that. I, I think part of what he was also doing was giving us an example as well of like, if God himself says, I'm going to work for six days, but on the seventh day I'm going to rest, like, if God does that, like, we should probably do that too, Right? You know, of all the, the, the crazy part is, and here I'm going to read it in a second, but when it comes to the Sabbath day, which that word Sabbath, it, it, it actually, uh, come going back to the root part of it, meant rest or, or to take a breath, to take a moment, to breathe in. This, this Sabbath concept, this is like one of the Ten Commandments. This is one of the things that like of all the, the law that we, I'm going to get to back here, man. I'm getting off, I'm getting ahead of myself. God rested. He stopped. He took a break. You know, a couple years back, I, uh, I started a, a lawn company. I went out and mowed grass and pulled weeds and stuff like that. And here in Florida, like, if you're ever out of work, like, grass is always going to grow. You can go get a mower for, like, $20 at Goodwill or whatever it is and go mow grass. Like, you, there's a way that you make some money if you're physically capable of it. But I love to cut grass, I loved it when I was doing it for my own house because it was this thing like Friday I'd come home and I'd cut the grass and I'd make the lines all straight and everything looked tight and I'd edged. And every time I edged, Erica's like, baby, I love it when you edge. I'm like, yeah, you do. I'll make everything clean and sharp, put some lines. I'm edging where you can't even edge just because I know Erica likes it so much. Blow everything off and look back and the whole week, you know what? I look at it and I just, man, that yard looks good. Everything's blown off. It's ready just... And the only reason it's there, I don't care what my neighbor thinks about my yard. I did it because I enjoyed it. I stepped back and I looked at it. I said, man, 
It's a good-looking yard. Smelled the smell of gasoline and fresh-cut grass. America. Yeah. But when I started a lawn company, that, that kind of fell away. The feeling of stepping back. I, I didn't have time to step back and look at it and think, man, that was a good yard. That was, it was time to step up. Like, I'm done. Get it in the trailer. We've got to get to the next yard, right? You've got to go, 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 go. And I quickly fell out of love with this idea of being a lawn guy. Also, it's hot in the middle of summer for a long Oh, my gosh. You, I got a black trailer, and I'm about, about ready to lose it on somebody. Pastor, lawn guy, beats up whatever, old lady. Um, I think rest gives us an ability to get perspective, to breathe in, to get some, get some energy in our life. This, this idea of living in a Sabbath mindset of stopping gives us perspective to see and continue to enjoy. You know, when it comes to, um, when it comes to uh, the Bible, the, the Israelite, back in, the, uh, back in the, the old days of the Old Testament, um, the, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, they didn't have uh, a Bible that we could kind of, uh, you know, understand how they should live life. They came out of this moment where, where they had Moses, who God would speak to Moses, and Moses would speak to uh, God's people, but they didn't have, like, anything to follow of how they were supposed to do life until God gave them the Ten Commandments. Now, when they got the Ten Commandments, it very much was a gift. Sometimes we kind of look at, at the, the Ten Commandments as like a law or a list that we've got to live by, and if we are inside the confines of this boundary, then, then God's happy with us. But there was a time in which humanity was like, I'm thankful for this list. Like, this is a gift that God's given us. This is, this is a way of how we can do life, of how we can live in protection and provision uh, when it comes to our relationship with God. You know, just a few short months ago, Erica and I, um, uh, we got a boat. And so we're trying to figure out, like, boat things. Like, boat life is a little bit different than, than, than regular life. There's manuals you got to read and things you got to, things you got to figure out and what's wrong well dude just dance it out party time is tj fixing it tj's shutting it down so um i didn't know what you were doing i was like i don't know did my fly down what's happening we could have, we could have a sign language sign for that or something so um but when it comes to like being on, there's, there's so many different systems and stuff like that, that if you didn't have a manual and how things worked, you would know, have no idea of how to go through uh, the different systems and fix things if something needed to be fixed or work on it. There's a process that the manual says, like, this is how you're supposed to check certain settings. This is how you're supposed to break in a motor. This is how you're supposed to change the oil. It goes through it. And without it, if you didn't have that manual, like, you could mess something up really quickly. And so God, he... And his understanding of how we live and work and, and how we do life gives Moses this, these Ten Commandments, this manual of, like, here's, here's some outlines of how you can do life. Not so that you have to obey the rules, but so that you can find protection and find provision. And that you can continue to, to be successful in this purpose I've called you for. And so he gives them the Ten Commandments. And one of them, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, is this. It says, remember to observe the Sabbath day. This was the day of rest. This would have been the day that, that God stopped. The last day in the week he would have stopped 
and rested to, to view what he had created, to, to breathe in. He said, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week of your ordinary work, but the seventh day is your Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, your foreigners living among you. Uh, for, the, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them, but on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and sets it apart to be, to be holy. The seventh day. Now, now many people kind of get like caught up in like the, the, the exactness of like, well, Brian, if it's the seventh day, that means Saturday. It means you're supposed to, it means you're supposed to take Saturday off, and your Sunday is the beginning of the week, and you're supposed to have just hold up, Buttercup, for like two seconds. Because we're going to see Jesus, he adjusts, he adjusts something in that a little bit. But I can't help but think that when it comes to us being followers of Christ, we, we know we try to obey or try to live within the, 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 the law, the Ten Commandments. We know that it's wrong to, 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 to try to covet something that someone else has. It's wrong to commit adultery. It's wrong to, to murder, it's wrong to steal, it's wrong to tell a lie. And these are things that, we, uh, that our, our, our community looks at as well as, as being morally incorrect. But when it, comes to, when it comes to Sabbath, the idea of keeping the Sabbath holy, for some reason we've kind of like brushed it under the rug a little bit and we're like, you know what, like that doesn't really fit inside of our culture. And, and I would tell you that is, that's a dangerous place for us to live. Because the moment at some point we start to live for what culture says is okay and, and stop living in, in what God says, this, this area is what's okay, is when where we step out of that area of protection and provision and purpose that he blesses us with. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, as, as your pastor, like I, I, I would say that's danger, danger Will Robertson. Danger Will, like when you step outside of that, there's a point in which our life where we're not supposed to conform to the patterns of this world, but we're being, supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So today my hope would be that, that as we read this, as we look into this, that the Holy Spirit would transform our minds to understand that, that working hard and working every day and not taking a day of rest and not, not breathing in and getting perspective and spending that time with God is actually a danger to us. You know, I don't know how many stories I've talked to people about with people and families of of people that have specifically been going even through COVID over this past eighteen months, and and they had to sit in their bed or on their couch for like ten days, and it drew drew them crazy, and they realized that man, I haven't even taken time to rest. Like this is. I've got to get sick. I got to get COVID. I got to. I got to have something bad happen. Some of you guys, the only day that you'll take off is like when you're sick. God wants you to experience life more than that. God wants you to. God wants you to experience and love the creation that He's created for you and I, more than more than that than for you to work through it for the rest of your life. When I remember reading back through the Book of Genesis, one of the things that that I connect with the most is there was times where you would see God 
walk with Adam and Eve through the garden in the cool of the day. They would just spend time. They, they wouldn't work the garden. They wouldn't pull weeds in the garden. They wouldn't try to like, he, he wouldn't say, okay, take a pen of paper and let me give you a list of things that you got to do because Monday's coming, right? Sometimes we do that. We use our day off and we're like, okay, I got to plan and prepare for the next day. They just, they just walked. They rested. I think it's something we've got to add to our own, our own lives. Now, this isn't saying that, bad, that hard work is bad. I think that as, followers, as Christians, man, when it comes to us being followers of Christ, we should be some of the hardest working people that our, our community has. Like, people, I, like, at some point, we should be working so hard that like, that in itself is a testament to, to our faith. I believe that God wants us to be hard workers. God just doesn't want us to get to the point where we continue to work hard and just burn ourselves out. And we don't experience him. We don't experience this beautiful creation that he's given us. And so... Many of you guys are swimming with questions like, well, Brian, what does it mean? Does it mean I can't go out to eat? Do I have to wear something special? Is it, you know, if it's supposed to be on Saturday, well, we're in church on Sunday, and it's like, it felt like work a whole lot trying to get my kids ready to come to church this morning. Does it mean I just stay home? Like, what's going on? And Jesus, he helps, he helps us out a little bit. In the book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 27, he says this. He said, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people. Not people meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So at some point, God didn't create this system so that you would have to be held by this thing of like every Sunday, every Saturday, I can't do any work, i got to shut everything down, and this is a pain in my keister. Erica doesn't like when I say the word keister, so. But she can't get on me now. She doesn't have the microphone, so. Jesus says the Sabbath was created for us. This was something, this was, a, this was a gift, this was something for us. It was something we're supposed to experience. It was, it was something that was to meet our needs. Because God knew that as his creation, you're not meant to just go, 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 go. For some of you, you need to understand that, like, you physically cannot do that. That's, there's people that physically are being stopped because they've gone and gone and gone and gone and gone and gone. They're suffering from heart attacks and, and stroke and, and sickness that literally their body, bodies can't, can't keep up with it. Part of the reason is because they weren't created for that. So I think, I think the Sabbath, this idea of the Sabbath is, is one of these things that it's for us to, to recharge. It's for us to, to find rest and perspective but there's also a part in which it talks about it being a day that is holy and I think that speaks more to God saying hey I want to spend time with you I want, I want a day like you got you got six days to work hard you got you got five days that you're going to be working at your work on the sixth day you're going to come home you're going to need to do some laundry because you're going to need clean underwear for the next the next week but but on on Sunday on, on this one day, I, I want to spend time with you. I, I, want us to, I want us to hang out. I want you to go out to, to the beach and, and let's pray a little bit and, and see this beauty that is before you. I, I want to spend time with you. You know, we've kind of gotten this weird thing of like now with COVID, like, like everybody's schedule is off and stuff like that. And some people, this, is, this part, people online, if you click off right now, I'm going to judge you. 
don't do it, okay? Just hold up for two seconds. Some of us, like there's this great scapegoat now called COVID. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've used it, but if you have, my hand would be raised. Because we found this thing of like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. Uh, it was because of COVID. There was, you know, things are, everything, there's a shortage of everything. There's a shortage of, of chicken or whatever it is. It's COVID, COVID-related. COVID caused it. Some of us have, have gotten in the habit of, like, doing that same thing with church. We don't come to church because, well, COVID. I don't want to. Now, I'm going to stop real quick. I think anyone who's doing church online because they feel safe doing it and they're better, they feel better at doing life and pursuing God in that environment, I think that's a fantastic tool. But I think if you're not going to church because you want to get a primo parking spot on the beach, I think, I think you might be having a little bit of a struggle there. Some, some people get nervous today. That's not what this is about. I think when it comes to the Sabbath, there's a part where we've got to be rested and we've got to recover and we've got to get, get repowered and replenished. But there's also a time where God says, I want to spend time connecting with you. I want to spend time. That's, I, I don't think the Sabbath is made for us to be able to do church on Sundays. But I think Sundays is a fantastic time for me to connect my heart to God's for me to connect with God's people and continue to learn and, and continue to get perspective on what he wants for me to live out my purpose in. That's why we come here every Sunday. It's not to hear me or to, to hear great worship music. It's not, great, it's not here to, to have great coffee or anything like that. It's not here for donuts because we stopped doing them because of COVID. We do this because we're remembering the Sabbath today and we're keeping it holy and we're connecting with Christ. And, and, and that's what it's about. And so, I, again, I'm not shaming anybody for doing church online. But if I see you at Third Wave having a latte with 14 of your girlfriends after going to the beach and you tell me you're not coming to church because of COVID, we're, uh, come on now. Come on. Sabbath is important. So much so that when God Almighty thought, I'm going to give ten, ten ways that the Israelites can live life better, that they can fulfill the purpose that I have for them. One of them, he said, was stop, take a breath, rest. Remember this day, let it be holy. Have a Sabbath mindset. My prayer for you um, is not that people live outside of the comfort zone and come back to church. I promise you that is not the case. My prayer for you is not that, that you come to start coming to church regularly. This, this is not a message where I want anything from you, but I do want something for you. And I know if you continue to just work, 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 that you lose perspective, that you actually harm yourself, that, that it's bad for you. I understand if you, if you keep going and you don't keep the Sabbath day holy, if you don't use it as an opportunity to connect with God, then your relationship with him continues to get further and further away. 
your connection with him becomes weaker and weaker. And that's not what I want for you. What I want for you is to live in the purpose and provision and protection of God Almighty. Because I know if you'll do that, that's the best you that you can be. I've struggled the other ways. There's pain in the other ways. But following him and connecting with him is the best way. I'm going to leave you with this. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. Um, and TJ, the band can come up. I skipped a verse, but it's all right. They'll roll with it. I'll blame it on COVID or your crazy disco lights. But Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 says this. It says, so there's a special place still waiting for the people of God. For all who entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. That last part says, so let us do our best to enter that rest. Today, uh, your homework is this. Spend the rest of the day in rest. Now, some of you husbands just got really excited because your wife has got a big long list of things for you to do. Put it off till next week. Next Saturday, you got a honey-do list to do. And that's all right. Erica's writing my honey-do list right now, I'm sure. She says, she's going to say next Saturday, you told the church Saturday is honey-do list, so you got to do it. Work hard six days of the week. But on the seventh day, rest, recover, get rejuvenated, breathe in, find joy in the creation that God has put before you, do something fun, get recharged and ready. Saturday, man, get the house in order, clean, do whatever you got to do, mow the grass, cut the grass, do your honey-do list. But on the Sabbath, on the on Sunday, find rest and adjust your heart a little bit and where this is in priority to your life. Because if God did it and Jesus said it was created for you as a gift, then it's something that we should use and we should apply, not skip over. I think if we continue to do these things, we will continue to grow. Our core will continue to grow stronger and we'll be better in living the purpose that God has called us to. So my hope is that just like we watched in this video that you would sit with this this week and that your purpose would rise to the surface and we would see what God has called us to. Let me pray for us and we're gonna end with one last song. Heavenly Father, I thank you for being the good father that you are. And God, as we start to get a little bit of a grasp on this life, this gift you've given us, this adventure you've called us to as we, as we charge hard and work hard. I thank you for teaching us the lesson of importance it is to, to rest, and to recover, and to reflect and to get perspective as we continue to follow you. I thank you for creating this thing for us. I pray that we would never look at these, these commandments and these laws and rules as, a, as a boundaries that we can't cross, but we would see them as a manual, as, a, as opportunity for us to continue to live in, in, in you and in your provision and in your protection and living out the purpose that you've called us to. 
I pray that you continue to have your way in us as we follow you. I believe as we do, we will live the best life that we can live. I thank you for it. I pray that you would have your way this weekend, this Sunday, next weekend, for the weekends to come. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.